You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network for our continuing coverage of Total Drama Island. As we dive into or paddle to the eighth episode, I don't know where I'm going with that, but we're in the eighth episode, Up the Creek. Um, and we're going to do a little bit of a break from formula instead of properly introducing ourselves and giving our lines. We're going to go right to Colin for his quick uh, 30 second minute recap of the episode because he hasn't seen it, but we want to see how much he can predict for total drama Island. So Colin, you have up the Creek go. This will be a classic episode. I'm expecting rafting based on the title. (laughs) Going up a creek, uh, possibly some farts from Owen, maybe some burps, um, maybe uh, diving into the water and causing one of the rafts to get shipwrecked on the side. There's going to be chaos and hilarity and mimes and uh, hail and lots of dodgeballs. And I'm predicting (laughs) another bye. (laughs) Oh, a bye. Yeah. And your your elimination, who's going to go home this episode? Uh, 100%, I am predicting that Tyler comes back in this episode and immediately gets voted out again. Single elimination, no double or anything? I'm immediately predicting that Tyler's coming back, going to get voted out again, get back in again, and be victim of a double elimination as one man. (laughs) Revolving door situation for Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy has it rough. Uh, all right. Uh, well, thank you, Colin, for your... <laughs> You're uh, welcome. Your unexpected recap. Uh, I think everything came true in the episode. So, uh, <laughs> as you know, when you listen back to this and you find out everything's true. <laughs> all right. Enjoy the episode, guys. I'll be back next week. All right. Bye, Colin. Well, that was quite an interesting recap we just got from colin uh don't know how much of that is coming through uh, very interesting predictions in terms of eliminations and challenges a lot of owen talk um <laughs> probably some of it did happen uh but now we'll actually get into this episode proper i am rossi and i'm also 187th cherokee which means the tribe could totally come and claim me at any point and I'm Jared, and I think that Colin's intro, uh, that's going to promote some angry emails. Uh, very interesting episode. I think that, like, uh, so obviously Colin did not see the episode, and he's not going to be joining on this, but we thought it would be fun if he came on and did, our, did a quick recap of what he thought could happen. Because uh, this is the show where if you think something's going to happen, it's totally not. And this is very true when we get to this week's elimination, because it is completely off the walls. Uh, But this episode is pretty standard Total Drama Island challenge. Nothing too over the top, nothing too crazy. Uh, But it sure brings a lot of excitement and sort of a lot of interesting moments and sort of references to future episodes. And you see the building of relationships and all this kind of stuff. did this uh, challenge slash episode stand out in your initial when you before you even started watching it? Were you like, "This is a classic challenge, classic episode"? I don't think it really triggered until um, 
a couple of minutes in where we get to the whole Beth scene of her um, arriving late and then Chris not mentioning the curse and then kind of like everything, like flashback about this episode. Um, I feel like there's so much going on throughout that's setting stuff up for, I mean, not only this episode, but further down the line kind of throughout the rest of the season. I feel, yeah, this has a whole heap of foreshadowing going on uh, and, and all these like relationships coming to the floor and being really built up. Um, there's a lot to dive into here. Yeah, I think we said a few weeks ago or something that like one of those episodes that was a little bit slowed down. I think it was the sucky outdoors episode, I think maybe where we were saying like this episode really slowed down and it really brought a lot of relationships and, you know, teasings of future things to happen with, you know, Courtney and Duncan and Bridget and stuff like that. But this episode does a lot. I think for the other tribe, I think that was really the, the episode was for the killer bass and their building of, you know, Bridget, Courtney, Duncan, Jeff, and, and those people coming forward, Sadie as well. And then this was more the other side of things with Izzy and, you know, Cody, Trent, Gwen, Lindsay, Beth, they're really sort of being built up a lot more this episode. And I think that it sort of balanced out some of the issues we've talked about, I think in past episodes about the edit. I feel like we're getting a little bit more consistent i think that now that we're sort of at like 16 ish people maybe 18 ish people i want to say i'm not quite sure the tally but like i had a more manageable number to keep track of everyone i think that this episode really shows that we almost i think almost everyone had a their moment or or some sort of chance to shine in whatever reason and if and if they didn't they were probably on the winning team so but yeah the challenge is pretty simple just canoe to the island and then make a fire and come back like it was pretty standard but i think it did a lot of things with it like this island being cursed like it's the ghost island of total drama island of like this cursed island that you can't take anything from and it's got these like really random like prehistoric animals there like the the woolly beavers and and those sort of birds that look like velociraptors like just a total um unexpected element of the episode and like the skull being the icon of the island like when you come to it um is the island featured in the intro do you know the bony island is that featured in the intro i don't know i don't think it is so yeah so then like if it isn't then it really comes out of left field that there's this existent island nearby that that they can paddle to that's got this forbidden curse and all these like terrifying creatures there and stuff like that uh more of chris's like sadistic pleasures in torturing uh, these like teenage kids by sending them to this very dangerous island putting up fake quicksand and everything like full-on chris like production manipulation episode Uh, and in terms of some of the Storylines we're getting, like, this is a lot about the Gwen, Trent, Cody love triangle being further explored, like, as Cody's really trying to lay it thick with Gwen, and then not getting anywhere, getting several nut shots in the episode, and sort of then setting up this whole deal that he he can put a good word in for Trent, and, and sort of get them to be closer together, and we see that that'll pay off at the end of the episode, but he also wants Gwen's bra because he put on this bet with Owen that he's going to do the dishes. Um, I don't know about you, but I've never done dishes when you go to a camp. If you're, especially if you have chef, I don't know why everyone's doing chores, but um, 
very interesting uh, show that this Total Drama Island is doing where these campers have to do chores at camp and do all these challenges and everything. But they set out this bet that if they get the bra, that Cody won't do any dishes for the rest of the time there. Um, and then just some other good moments, like uh, Chris, when he shoots the gun at like the start and killing the bird. Um, the one highlight for me with Owen in this episode was when you see them paddling and you see Owen obviously weighing down the, the canoe so much that like Heather's floating in the, in the back. Like that was like the one highlight. I was like, that's a good visual gag. And sort of some of the stuff like, is he really coming out of the woodwork starting to tell these crazy stories of places she's been and things she's done, like killing koalas that she did. Um, you could speak more on this. Um, not good in recent times considering no, current I... events, but um, like crazy stuff going on. Is it illegal? We have to know, Jared. Is it illegal to kill a koala? It is illegal to kill a koala um, unless it turns out to be a drop bear. Uh, and in that situation, I suppose it's allowed. Um, yes. Uh, good to know that the, the show is factually correct as well. Um, but yeah, just some crazy stuff going out. Um, and then we get the whole storyline of Jeff and, this, and Bridget, where he gives her this really weird, like, money box with the, a photo of them, but it wasn't an actual photo of them. It was the cast photo that he, like, ripped up and put them next to each other because he could see, like, someone's arm in the photo and his message of, I hope you think of me whenever you put loose change in here. Like, just a ridiculous storyline getting played out like uh we can see that the foreshadowing from a few episodes ago is really coming into play and these two are starting to really hit it off. Um, maybe not based on this gift, but sort of the, the, the walls are being brought down and stuff. Um, and, and like I said earlier, like with last week's episode with Colin, I was like, the, the slower episodes are really paying off in terms of character development because a lot of this episode was just them paddling to the island or them sort of building a fire. But it really gave us a lot of time for these storylines to play out. And I guess I'll stop there before we get to the, the Skull Island. Uh, what were your standouts and, and what, what what is some of the teases that we get for future episodes here? Um, well, I think the, the most obvious one is these kind of two pairings of relationships. The Gwen and Trent, which really we've seen uh, a lot of so far already, um, uh, with the, the, the diary incident and um, even in the phobia episode with Trent looking after Gwen, like it's obvious that that relationship's established at this point. Um, but I think that the whole dynamic of the love triangle with Cody is a really interesting take. And and this kind of, the bet for the bra is what really uh, skews this show. I suppose sometimes it gets skewed more into, I think, the teen uh, category than, than a children's show. I think that's kind of one of those real moments. Um, but I think also this... Uh, Jeff and Bridget relationship really comes to the forefront. We've had some sense that it's a thing um, uh, with the uh, compliment about pitching a tent from Jeff. But other than that, it's really been uh, below the surface. And I think, if anything, this is coming in to replace the uh, lost relationship, I suppose, of of Tyler and Lindsay. And then I think also losing the pairing of uh, Katie and Sadie, that was another kind of close relationship. They're not romantic, but um, this has kind of moved in to replace that. Um, but yeah, just funny moments. I think I really love the like arts and craft homemade money box in the heart shape. And like you mentioned, just the fact that it's a ripped picture. 
um, over the two of them together, I think is such a classic team thing of um, making a photo with your crush, uh, whether it be ripping a photo or Photoshop or whatever, I just think is a classic kind of team trope that they've brought into this. I love that throughout it's DJ like offering uh, Jeff like all this advice uh, and trying to get them together. And then um, uh, Bridget has like the opposite experience with she's like with Courtney and Courtney's kind of the one giving her advice and Courtney's just like, no, it's really bad. Like just don't like, don't be a partner with him. Um, I'll sit with you in the canoe instead. Um, And just even like the odd pairings of like you mentioned, the Heather and Owen thing, um, like it's like the people least likely to work together apart from Heather and Gwen at this point. And just the, yeah, the gag of like the weight gag, like it's a classic like fat gag, but this is actually like a thing with the, um, I think what else I love about the episode is the references to other shows, obviously like Boney Island is, is kind of a reference, I suppose you could say to, to King Kong and, and Skull Island, but then also even just Exile Island on Survivor, I think it's reminiscent of that. And as we move into kind of the challenge of, of like building your best signal fire is like a classic early season Survivor uh, challenge where like the host is judging who's getting uh, the most attention, who's likely to be rescued in this scenario. Um, and then other than that, I think I agree that this is Izzy's kind of real standout breakout episode. Uh, which obviously there's reasons for that we'll get to later. But nice to see the focus being here on the Screaming Gophers as a team that has so many more people than the Killer Bass. So I think have come become like a really close-knit bunch. So I'm, it's nice that we're getting this reflection of this group of eight or nine people on the Screaming, screaming Gophers that finally they're kind of getting a bit more focus at this point. Yeah, we so, um, so much of the storyline so far of this season has been like this killer bass team is so fractured and they're so like all over the place. Like I don't think that there's a cohesion ever. Like in every episode, there's been some sort of dissension. Like you know, in the last one, like you know, the whole fear of like Courtney and other people were at odds because of that, and then even before that with. Katie and Sadie just not being a part of the tribe at all. I mean, granted, it wasn't intentional, but like that causing dissension. And then sort of earlier in the earlier episodes with Duncan and and Eva and, all, and people going at it. So like, I think that, like you said, like it's good to see that like one tribe is going together. But like, even though they're so cohesive in this challenge, um, and I think that that's what's extra funny is like like good team ends up losing um and an and unexpected thing as well like makes it really crazy to see how these dynamics play out uh, within think, their oh good i was just gonna say i think with the print thing where they seem to be like a voting group there's a lot more uh, explored kind of who's voting together and and why the votes are coming about when they go to uh kill the campfire ceremony than the um killer bass which is kind of interesting given that they've been so many more times and you would expect that we would be seeing these uh, relationships and voting patterns forming in amongst that group yeah it was uh, actually in last week's episode i noted that chris said like it was a stupid joke but he's like like a change in the pecking order like as tyler was eliminated and i think Mm -hmm. that that's like what you just said there like it's all situational with them like based on like you know, history, like Sadie hasn't necessarily been the biggest contributor in the the challenges. Um, But like, you know, she came through in that episode. And so they were like, 
we need her because she came through on this like challenge last week. So we can't get rid of her and stuff like that. So I think that like seeing how that would progress, it, it's an interesting see, it, uh, take on how the tribes have been going so far, um, which isn't too unreminiscent of like certain survivor tribes that we've seen, you know, where some people are just totally in, 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 in at odds with each other and trying to do the best that they can. And others are these like, you know, uh, let's see like strong units like uh Karor. like they were just like this massive unit and they're working together even though there's groups among them but like they're this unit and you just can't stop them and stuff like that so it's it's interesting take to have it to have that um and so within the actual episode like they had to trek through this jungle uh, we get more of the like jeff and bridget thing is they they decide which way to go on the path apparently there were two ways to go they go one way, and the uh, Trent's idea is like go the other way because they didn't go that way. Although the better strategy is to follow the other team, unless you're certain that you know which way you're going. Uh, but like they get the, the the Gophers run into these monsters or creatures or whatever, and the only way they're saved is by Cody packing a loaf of bread into his pants that he throws to like save them because he was gonna make a romantic picnic for Gwen uh, from bread he had in his pants uh, makes no sense um, then the gophers run into quicksand that Chris made and I love the confessional and he's in the t- in like the, the porta potty and he's just like I can't believe they fell for that like I made that like that sh- no one should have fall for that but he loved that they did and then Lindsay just jumps right in after Trent and just and then, then Cody comes to swing and save the day but misses completely and just falls into the tree but they managed to get out anyway uh just some fun character moments here really showing uh who is who everyone is and stuff like that and then as they get to the the beach they have to make these these fires like you said the classic survivor challenge og challenges from survivor like who can be saved in a survival situation and and at this point we also see you know the cody trent thing work out where he puts in a good word for Gwen to Trent and stuff like that. And then try to set them up to go back together on the canoes. And then we also see Beth pick up this little Tiki idol. That's going to play out a lot more um, because she missed it. She was in the bathroom and stuff like that. At the beginning of the episode, we saw that play out, which will obviously play out a lot in future episodes. Um, and then Izzy makes this monstrous, concoction i don't even know what it she said it was but like it it is essentially a fireball that she throws at the fire and it like makes this volcanic eruption and it it is just over the top and insane um she was also probably saying so many of her stories at this point like i don't even remember half of the stuff but i remember the the most important one is that she at i think she said at this point but the rcmp were, were after her because of explosions that she made or like a shop blew up or something like that and it was just crazy oh and then had duncan managed to get their fire started because he has a lighter um and i just love that chris is like in the helicopter he's like well i never said anything against it so it's it's allowed um just the, the ridiculousness of some of this total drama island stuff that just makes it, the episode so fun and so enjoyable uh what was your take on some of the stuff that happened at this point? 
Yeah, it's just really fun. I think, well, I mean, here we have another, like, um, point checked off the list for Colin. We have, we've had paddling in the episode, and then these prehistoric birds which get woken up because Owen farts um, is another tick off his list of things that happens, and so uh, he's doing well with his predictions at this point. Um, yeah, I just love this whole sequence of them building the fire and Beth, like, walking off to find this idol, which is circling back to the start of the episode, like you said, when she doesn't hear the moment where the killer bass are struggling with their fire, so then Harold throws all their, like, oars into the oh, fire, yeah. which is such a Harold moment. Um, Easy just being this crazed character with all these backstories that, like, it reminds me so much of, like, she's, like, a coach out there at this point. She has all these backstories oh. of this stuff that's happened, and it's like, has this really happened to her? Was that true or not? And you see later on where she's like, oh, like, this wasn't true, but this other part's true. Um, the fact that she's like a wanted person uh, and you're just kind of gradually seeing like her sanity like fray throughout the season and she's becoming just more insane as things go on I think is a really fun thing to explore Um, the fire building I love because it's the reference to like throwback to original survival like you said but it's another one of these challenges that has like no point like, the Screaming Gophers build a bigger fire. There's no advantage. It just means everyone can start going, like, back now. Um, so I, another point of, I just think, like, a lazy plot point where there should have been some advantage or reward to their fire being better or whatever. But I love, yeah, the, the fireball. And, and I've tried this before, and this is why I, I blew up a kitchen, and now I'm on the run from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Um and yeah, the quicksand as well. And like these moments of these more of these moments of Chris just like loving torturing these contestants, I think is um is really fun to watch. And and Chris as a host and character, I love that it's kind of like uh, he's like the my life's fine version of Jeff uh, when tribes try to tra- <laughs> trade with him in later seasons. Uh, sassy Jeff is the best Jeff, and like this is Sassy Jeff uh, to like the nth degree. Um, so yeah, such a fan of, of this whole sequence. Um, and, and then also we get kind of uh, the, the splinter moment with, with Jeff <laughs> yeah. uh, as they're just about to start heading back um, and, and the zoom in to show like this microscopic splinter. And I, like my favorite, I think my favorite moment from the um, episode when he's volunteering to kind of swim them back. Uh, and uh, Bridget has this moment where she's like, you can't, you can't swim with that type of injury. You're horribly disfigured. Um, it's just a beautiful line <laughs> and so funny. And I love, like, I love his overreaction, but that the, like, the whole tribe is, is understandable. They're like, oh, yes, like, splinters, like, they're the, they're the worst thing imaginable, um, which it's just, it's just a really fun sequence. I think this is an episode where there's – a lot going on but it never feels frantic or that you can't keep up or you don't know who's who like everybody's really grounded the tribes are really separate um there's not kind of a lot of intermingling between them you have the pairings in the separate canoes i feel like it's really well set out that you get to know all these like groupings of people and it's not confusing like the last episode where everyone's in amongst each other and they're doing different challenges at different times here it's just really cohesive and a really well structured episode yeah, and then the whole, like, ending of this thing where, like, because Harold burned all of their oars or paddles or whatever, that, like, Izzy's like, oh, you could just do this, but when I did this, and then, like, she regales their story and all, and then, like, like they end up doing that, and that's the whole reason that 
the tribe, the killer bass even wins. I don't know how the hell DJ managed to kick like after they like were disadvantaged time wise, let alone like strength wise. Like I don't know how he was able to push through as well as he did, but you know he was able to push all of them back to the beach as soon as they could, and they end up winning the challenge because of that. Um, a lot of these challenges come down to like a quick end race. Like I don't remember, I didn't remember that initially. Um, but a lot of them come down to a quick race at the end to determine who wins. Like everything else didn't seem to matter. Uh, like in the great outdoors one, like it was just who was first back the next day. Um, and then this was kind of the same thing. Like who's next back the next day. Like, uh, but still it makes for an exciting episode. The fact that, uh, unfortunately we don't know what the votes were for this tribal council, whether it was again, literally against Izzy, like would she have gone either way or what? Uh, but does it matter because the RCP, um, RCMP swoop in and uh, she storms off never to be seen again or so we think uh, just an unexpected ending like this like I think we've critiqued some episodes like last week where Tyler just goes and that was unexpected because like he didn't get the airtime to go but like this was unexpected as in like completely out of left field like total drama island completely jumping the shark changing their mind like doing this unexpected twist ending on the episode and really shocking I think I think when Colin sees this he'll be completely (laughs) like what just happened yeah, I love it too, like the, the Jeff DJ dynamic of him like mentoring uh, Jeff with like his romance, but then Jeff is mentoring him to get over his fear of water and this wedgie flop scenario, which is more backstory, which I always love that we get get throughout these episodes. Um, and yeah, like you said, the, the Izzy boot is, uh, it's kind of expected and formulaic that like they've built her up as a really big character throughout this episode. There's that moment where she gives the other team advice and then like, LaShawn is angry at her at this point. Um, so it's like she's like the obvious. There's like no real alternate food. Like it comes down to her and Lindsay with the marshmallows. It's like what has Lindsay done wrong this episode? And and she's also in the alliance. So like is she ever actually in danger here? But then to subvert it with just this whole like she's being placed, uh, chased by the police and there's a helicopter and the, you'll never get me alive um, moment as she kind of runs off um I, it's just, yeah, it's a fun way to end what could have just been like a predictable easy boot. Um, but she's still gone, but she's on the run, um, which I think is fun and, and uh, will definitely um, uh, play out kind of th- throughout the rest of the season with, um, with, with this moment where, oh, she hasn't caught like the boat of losers. She's potentially still on the island. Uh, is she going to pop up again? Um, I think is a fun um, point to, to, to leave the episode on. And it's such a, I think what you said earlier, like Izzy's character was just so smart how they did it. Like she was so non-existent for some of the first episodes. Like she was just background character, like filler. And then slowly in the last few episodes has she like come out as this character, like slowly and slowly being built as this crazy individual. Like this time we saw all of her fire chicks and, and the stories that she was telling. But before that, you know, we saw her going crazy when she was doing her fears and she talked about um, doing a whole bunch of stuff last few episodes and like the bear thing and the, the outdoors stuff. And, and you just see her like slowly unfolding as this dramatic character. And I think that like 
the way that she gets sent off is just so perfect for the character. I think that it just is so smart how they did everything with her. Um, and she's just one of the most unique people that we've seen. Like, I don't think, I think you could meet most of the cast in real life. I don't know if you could ever meet an Izzy in real life. No, she, she definitely, like I said, she's definitely like the coach of the show. Um, <laughs> crazy antics and all these stories and what's true, what's not. Um, it's just, just, it's a really fun uh, I think just a really fun character like that, like you said, is so different to everybody else on the cast. Um, and then sort of since it was an unexpected elimination, we never get any of the sort of send off stuff that we normally do. But we see some of the foreshadowings in the future with, um, you know, Bridget unfortunately breaks the the little gift that Jeff made, but she wants to piece it back together, even though Courtney says no. Uh, and then we also see Beth. Um, sitting in her cabin with the little tiki idol that she found and and it's sort of playing like oh it's so cursed and like and then the the whole show ends with this big dramatic like blackout like somehow the the curse like starts this storm that shuts off all the torches and lights and everything uh, and leaves you on this dramatic twist of like what's going to happen with that little thing that she collected from the island and stuff so Really good episode in terms of teasing and, and, and just some fun moments. Like Izzy being this breakout star for the episode and everything. Just just a, a crazy episode that uh, with, with the challenge taking backseat to all this uh, fun dynamics and stuff that was happening. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, let's look at some of our continuity things that we talked about. Um, this is the first irregular elimination of the show's history. Uh, someone not being voted off. Uh, DJ's third phobia of the series after snakes and heights. Water is now on the list, uh, which will definitely grow as the seasons go on. And this season and in possible future seasons if he's around. Um, and then this is also the first episode in the series where Chef does not appear. So sad. There was definitely a missed opportunity to have Chef on the island at some point. Um, there are some goofs. Uh, Lindsay has a different outfit on several ep- points of the show. Uh, but it was fixed on DVD and iTunes releases. So mm-hmm. if you were watching through there, good to know. Um, two of the cameras are shown in their swimmer for one scene. Owen is approaching Heather. He's wearing trunks, yet they're in the canoe and he's back in his outfit. And then DJ's in his trunks, but then he's back in his outfit again. So some goofs with that. Um, but yeah, that's really about it. Um, happens when you're making the show on the run. Yeah, live like, animating. Yeah, the live. I'm gonna say the live show that Colin was thinking I was talking about before. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll we'll see that one day. The Total Drama Island, the reboot, will be live. Um, <laughs> Hey, they'll have to beat Survivor on that, so. But we have to uh, rate the episode. So what are you going to do? Buy, ramp in, or uh, storm off and never to be seen again? No, this is an obvious buy, I think. Um, One of the strongest episodes of the series with just all the setup. I feel like we get to hear a little bit from everybody, but nobody is too, um, well, apart from easy, too in your face, but that's not a bad thing. Um, 
and yeah, just a whole heap of, of build up and, and, and when you know how this plays out, so much foreshadowing kind of th- throughout this episode uh, that's really well handled. I'm even looking back to stuff that we haven't mentioned that was funny too, like the, the bear with the spectacles. Um, and puts oh. on the glasses like what is this happening and then he scratches his head and, and breaks the glasses because like oh, these don't work this is in, in, insane and stupid this can't be happening um, so yeah once again a good good episode for the animals as well no bird though we've been missing the bird for the last few episodes mm-hmm. this is true that's unfortunate um, yeah I totally forgot about that bear uh, but yeah so, so many great things uh, what did you do again did you buy it Bye. Yeah. 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 I'm going to agree. I think this episode was so good. I think we, last week we talked a lot about some of the complaints we had with the, the continuity or, or, or kind of the, the fairness of things. And I think that this totally fixed every single issue that we had with last week. We said it was rushed. I think this was the opposite of that. I think no one was forced down our throats as a character. I think maybe Izzy, but in a way that's perfect for the character that didn't feel like, it was all about the episode or anything like that. And, and the challenge gave us some interest, but also the dynamics and the social stuff and, and everything. And just the endings of everything that we were sort of seeing in future episodes kind of play out. It was really just a great episode. Um, and everyone had their time to shine, unlike last week, which was like four different screens going on at the same time almost. So this was really solid episode. And I will also buy it with you. Um, and I feel like Colin would buy it too, right? Uh, you, you'd think so, but it's just always hard to tell with Colin. He has really awful opinions. <laughs> Liking Owen and everything. Mm, it wasn't an Owen-heavy episode, so he might be disappointed. Yes. But Although there was, he did have the fart jokes. So. Yes, the classic <laughs> fart. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, we will be here next week to cover next week's episode which is a very exciting episode i'm very excited to talk about next week it's a very exciting do you remember which one it is i do i've I've seen the title and and it's all come flooding back yeah that's that's gonna be a really good episode um with ridiculous stuff ridiculous uh antics and shenanigans and i just can't wait to get into it um but thank you for being here and thanks colin for being here thank you it's it's been uh it's been fun uh, but we will be back next week, like I said, for one of the most exciting episodes of the season, I would say. Um, stay tuned for all things Oz Network. Survivor coverage um, is either being out right now. I don't know. Survivor stuff is coming out. Mu- mu- not music. Movie stuff is coming out. Um, TV stuff, maybe. Um, go back and re-listen to all our Total Drama Island coverage. If you've gone through it all go back and listen to it again we'd love you to do that um and yeah uh let us know what you think and i need glue for my heart thank you for listening to the oz network don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week for more information hit us up at the oz network.net